Hello, wrestling fans. Happy New Year and welcome to episode 182 of the We Can't Wrestle podcast. Nate Maxson, your host, here with you. And uh, we hope everybody had a happy New Year, happy holidays, all that. Now that all that BS is over with, it's time to get back to business here at the We Can't Wrestle podcast. I am joined so far this week by my brother, Aaron. Hello. New Year, and same me. That's my New Year, same you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the big Labruski. Mark Brew. Hello, everybody. And we are continuing our journey from last week where we did our dream rosters. Aaron and Mark did theirs last week. Mark had 2003. Three, yeah. And Aaron had 1986. So quite a convergence there. I myself was handed 2006 by Archie Mitchell, who should be along shortly to do his roster from 2001. But essentially, for those of you that may or may not have heard the show last week, what we all did was you got 10 faces, you got 10 heels, you got five tag teams. It's a roster of 30. Actually, Mark did it on a, on a budget, and he did his in 20. <laughs> but uh, I got the year 2006 to build my dream roster. We're allowed to use anybody from any promotion as long as they were an active wrestler that year. So we'll get started here unless you guys have anything you want to say at the top of the show. Uh, can I propose on 187? We do uh, <laughs> some random outlandish uh, stuff about, you know, crazy deaths in the business and stuff. Yeah, yeah that'll work. Yeah, Crazy deaths, 187. <laughs> Let's talk about the way. The way are we, are we, we're doing what? Is this episode 186, you said? No, this is 182. Oh, okay. So in five more episodes. We got time to repair. <laughs> no bad um, wild, No. Eh, that one's been done. That one's been done to death. That's the, screw, that's the Montreal screw job of murder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm, th- I'm thinking more like Gino Hernandez and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm walking Benoit. <laughs> so I will ask you guys: Do you want me to do face heel, face heel, or just faces than the heels? What do you want me to do? Well, run with it how you feel. It's your show. Uh. I'll do I'll do the faces, then I'll do the heels, then I'll do the tag teams. All right. So again, like I said, everybody, I got two thousand and six. Well, well, let me ask this real quick: mm-hmm. Is it like your order? Like this is this guy's my top face, and then down. Mm, kind kind of. of. Not 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 necessarily, but kind of. Okay. Um. I do start with my top two, like starting out the if I'm booking the promotion, um, heel and face wise for sure. Uh, but again, this is my dream roster from the year 2006 in professional wrestling. And the first person, the first baby face that I have, and anybody that knows me knows I'm going to pick this guy, and he is going to be my first champion. It's Shawn Michaels. Um, Shawn Michaels, 2006. He's a veteran, but he's the clean Shawn Michaels. He's he's having that second career of his, and um, he is going to be my champion because he's going to be able to, I think, work with the younger guys, you know, and and he's going to go out there every night and have a great match. So Sean is my first pick for 2006. That really comes as a surprise to me because you know I know how much of a fan you are, Brett. So it's like. To to hear you say that that's your your first face and he's going to be your champion that that hit me from left field. <laughs> I love Bret Hart. Shawn Michaels, though. Okay, I am a huge Bret Hart fan. Okay, 
But if I'm going to watch the matches of one of those two guys, if you're going to say you can only watch Brett's matches or Sean matches, I'm going to pick Sean's matches. You know? I'm the opposite, but I get it. But we, it, it's like it's different styles too, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like and and by 2006, also, like I said, Sean is just it. He's crazy because he had two careers. And his know? second and, one, his second one was better. Honestly, mm-hmm. he had better yeah. matches in that second part of his career because he wasn't an asshole, right? Except yeah. for two times, but other than that, he was he was he wasn't an asshole. Like that uh, WrestleMania match between him and Flair, that that was a thing of beauty. Oh, the the WrestleMania match between him and and uh, Cena yeah. in Detroit, um, and then of course, I mean, obviously, Sean and Taker at, at Mania twenty five is one of the great matches of all time. Right, but yeah, like I said, two thousand six, Shawn Michaels, and and he was, and it, the other thing about about this era, Shawn Michaels too, is it was fun to watch him cut loose, you know, like the DX stuff. Man, he was just <laughs> having fun. He was just loving life, having fun, enjoying his career. You know, it is, yeah, and, and that DX thing <clears throat> that got. Um, I don't want to say it. like that got um I think it got shit on more than what it should have. You know what I mean? Because they were like, oh, they're doing this and it's cornball. And it's like, well, they're not 22 years, they're not 25 years old anymore. They're right. dad. They're dad, they're doing dad jokes and shit right. like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. If they would go if they would have went and, and I don't get too into the weeds, but if they would have went out there and did like 1997 DX, it would have worked. I say this is dumb. These guys shouldn't be doing this. Well, and yeah, like you said, they were older, so they're not rebelling now. Yeah, they're just the Yes. Shitting on Vince McMahon and his stupid spirit squad. Yeah, and... or even if you would have went to them and said, we want you to do what you did back in 1997, Shawn Michaels is like, I'm not going to make fellatio. <laughs> right. <laughs> I got kids. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I have children now. I'm not doing that. Yeah, and that that incarnation where they were doing that uh, with Vince talking about how he liked cock and all that, that, that was hilarious. Yeah. My next baby face on my 2006 roster, another one of my favorites, and at this time he was, he was I mean, I don't know when you can even say this guy didn't have a peak. He's always been good. Shelton Benjamin is going to be on yes. my roster in 2006. Great performer. Great performer. Yes. Um, that uh, Dragon Whip thing he did, uh, I believe it was on Hunter, one of his first matches on Raw, I think it was. Like it, it was just phenomenal. That like, that made me like really take a second look at this guy. Like, whoa! Mm-hmm. And he's one. He's you know you, you use that expression duck to water. He's one of those guys that the minute he showed up, you could put him in the ring with a main eventer. And he and he's had longevity. He's he's been in the business for a while now. Mm-hmm. And um, looking at it with 2006 eyes, um, even now I would say it like he's a good he's he's a good guy to have on your roster as a face because there's not a lot of people where I'm like, oh that guy's a much better baby face than he is a heel, but he is like he I, it's not the same thing, but I put him in like the same aspect of like Sting, mm-hmm. where he's a dynamic performer. And they're not the same wrestler, you know what I mean? But they're they they have like a dynamic explosive style, but at the end of the day, was Sting ever really a really great promo 
No, and no. It was he was a he was a passable promo guy, and so Shelton. And if you're gonna be a heel, you got to be able to got to be able to talk. You know what I mean? Right. Well, yep. Shelton, yeah. Shelton's gonna have and you, and you'll hear some of the heels on the on that the other side when I when I discuss them, and you'll know, you know, some possible matchups for him. Another guy, gotta have him on my roster in 2006. AJ Styles. Um, and I know I think you had him on your roster last week, yes, Mark. Sir. If you if you have if you have a year where AJ Styles is available and you're not using AJ Styles, you're what's going on? <laughs> you're an idiot. I'll say it. You're an idiot. <laughs> you don't book him, he'd be like, What the frick? Yeah, <laughs> what like, the frick, man. You can't say enough good things about him. I mean, like all all the work that he's done recently and all, even with that, like a lot of people shit on that boneyard match with him and Taker. But like AJ, AJ played his role so good that you just you just wanted to see Taker kick his ass. Yeah, and and I I know I shit on a lot of those cinematic matches when they happen, but it wasn't the fact that I was shitting on the guys that were in them, right? Because it was more of the this is ridiculous, but they do they do good jobs in them. But it's just like this is it's kind of like the don't. Don't knock the performer for the don't knock the talent or whatever for what they're given. See what they do with it type of thing. But look, it kind of gave me like uh, the vibes. I don't know if you remember back in the I think it was like 96, 97. They were doing that whole uh, Undertaker as the Poltergeist thing. And and he was actually on that show Poltergeist or whatever Mm -hmm. it was. And I was and I was thinking like at the beginning where Taker comes in on the motorcycle and stuff like just that whole scenery and everything. I was like, did they really like go to a throwback to that? <laughs> and and also in 06, he's at. I mean, shit. He's he's fantastic now in his forties, but he's still in his twenties, you know. And I've still got if I'm booking this. I've got a guy who's going to have a lot more years left in the tank. Yeah, and, he, and he's young enough into his career too that if you wanted, if you did want to flip him, you could flip him. No, oh, yeah. You know, now, if they they, I mean, they did it in WWE. They like try to make him a heel or whatever, but nobody's booing AJ Styles. <laughs> All right. You know we're not gonna boo this fucking guy. He's great. <laughs> he's gonna come out here and give us a fucking show. There's no reason right. to boo him. <laughs> The fourth baby face on my roster, Rey Mysterio. Great choice. I had um, him as well. And you, you see, you see kind of how my my top guys are fleshing out here as far as the impact moves and stuff, or not impact moves, but the the style of wrestling that I'm presenting on the baby face side. There are a couple of guys here that deviate from that, but um, Again, Rey Mysterio, a guy that if you, if you have him available to be on your roster, why wouldn't you have him on your roster? Right, and and when when putting together something like this, I was sitting here thinking like, who can I put together that's going to have that dynamic? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that that you would if you see this card, you're going to be like, holy shit, I got to go see that. And here's a question for you. I know I didn't give you a chance to speak there, Aaron, but here's a question for you guys. Because as time goes on, we have to consider the fact that since we were peak wrestling fans, literally 20 years have passed. 
Mm-hmm. You know, like I see people that are like in our age group. How could you even put Roman Reigns in the conversation of? Yeah, you can. You have to think of things historically and for the past decade. And then he's the man, you know, so he is the equivalent of his generation Cena or his generation's Hogan or his generation's Austin or San Martino. Him yeah, that's Lesnar. what I was going to say, San Martino, because that's what they're building them up like. But so that's what I'm saying, putting it in perspective and as time goes on, uh, because there are literally people who weren't even alive when Stone Cold Steve Austin was the top guy. You know, I'm getting to a point here. Overall, in the history of pro wrestling, if you take all of it, if you take all of it, at this point, is Ray the greatest Mexican professional wrestler of all time? Uh, Has he he surpassed him? And I know, Aaron, you don't like him, but a Mil Mascaris or a Paraguayo or... I know he doesn't wrestle in Mexico, but... I would say this too that when we're we're thinking about the answer to this, we got to take this into consideration. All right, Mascaris was doing you know mostly those arena shows and all that down there in the Texas territory and Mexico and all that. Like, if, if and he you was ask, a huge star, you know, right. I mean, he was he was in movies and 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 everything. But and, I'd say and, I'd say oh sorry, and and if you ask me, my answer to that would definitely have to be yes because Ray. Ray being on, you know, the performances he's given and all, and Ray being on the cards going to draw money. And and that was the, what the whole principle of that conversation was about Mascaris uh, and doing the arena shows. Right. Ray's done, done that in a capacity for WCW because people wanted to see what him and those cruiserweights were doing. And he's still putting asses in seats for WWE, so... I don't want to be that guy that's like the nitpicker or whatever. <laughs> but I would say that Ray's the greatest Hispanic wrestler of all time. But Ray's not from Mexico. Right. You know what I mean? That's the only mm-hmm. thing where I say he's not the greatest wrestler to ever come out of Mexico, but he's the greatest Hispanic wrestler of all time. I don't like him, but I'd say Mill's the biggest Mexican superstar of all time. Yeah, well, and I guess theoretically, I guess technically that's kind of what I was saying. Yeah, was Hispanic. I just went the wrong. <laughs> was he one of them? They're Mexicans. I just went the about the wrong way. The wrong way of of getting to it. But you know, just a luchador. Yeah. Um, the next guy on my roster, next baby face, is John Cena. Big man, you can't knock it. I mean, right. at this point, he's it. He's not. Even though I. I've never not liked John Cena. Don't get me wrong. I'm not one of those guys like, eh, like when he was like the champ that fucking hated. It, I understood it, and I and he entertained me. And when he needed to have a great match, he had a great match. When he didn't need to have a great match, he didn't have a great match. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, but this is when he still kind of had that little bit of an edge. You know, as as, yep. as far as I remember, like he's not doing like the cartoony raps. He's doing the actual like you know. Fuck yeah, you. this is two thousand. Two thousand six was when he had he had his his uh, feud with Edge. Uh, it's when he had his match with Hunter at the Chicago WrestleMania. Um, so yeah, I mean he's on all he's hitting all cylinders. And and the thing about the thing about Cena too, the reason I want him in my locker room is he is the epitome of work ethic. Yep. 
Like, find me a guy that has better work ethic than John Cena. You know, and I'm not saying other guys don't, but I'm just saying of all the top guys you've ever heard of, you know. Yeah. And then it's like the other thing too with the with the guy is like I said, there's all them Cena haters out there, you know, this, that, and the other thing. Um who is the guy that every old dude that went back was like, that's the dude. You know what I mean? Because like <laughs> It was John, you know what I mean? Like, they all said, you know, it's like, they, and it's not even the fact that he was, like, you know, the biggest star. They're saying, like, wrestler-wise, like, what a wrestler, like, when you guys say you want a wrestler that used to be, like, back in the day, they were all like, it's John. Like, he's the guy that's, like, these other guys, the show's over, they go upstairs, and they start fucking playing Xbox. John was the guy that would be like, hey, Hogan, hey, flair hey whoever like we're going to the bar you want to go you know like that type like oh i bet you can't take that fat chick home tonight and be like oh i bet you i can you know that type <laughs> of shit like yeah. they were like, he's the dude like he, he's he they they all said that he was like a throwback to what they used to be and that's the guy they wanted to party with and respectful he's always going to show up and a fucking genetic freak and if he gets hurt they're like, oh, John's going to be out for a year, and then he's back in like three months. You're like, what the yeah. fuck? <laughs> I don't know anybody that's ever had the recruit recuperative abilities of that dude. Yeah, that dude's like, he's like, they that would happen all the fucking time. It's like he's fucking Wolverine for Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he's going to be out for six months, and then he's back in like two weeks. Anybody? Do, do, you, do you guys remember? Because I know I remember, and I know Aaron was sitting in my living room with me when it happened. One of the one of the biggest holy shit moments I've ever experienced as a wrestling fan was when he came out at that 2008 Royal Rumble. Like, remember he was injured and he was supposed to be out for, you know, like a year or whatever, and he was only out for like three months. And they, that That's music hit, and you're just like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> People lost their goddamn mind. You know what I mean? It's like he, I know people say it, but he's Hogan, like. Yeah. Like Hogan would come back, or or and and eventually people would be like, oh, same old shit, you know, and they'd get tired of it, and then he'd leave for a little bit. But the minute he came back, like they'd lose their goddamn mind and cheer for Everybody's it. Everybody's doing this, no? Yeah, <laughs> like it, it's like they don't they don't get what they got until they don't have it. You know what I mean? Right. My next baby face on my roster is the Undertaker. 2006 Undertaker. Um, I mean, there's not a bunch to say. You know, you know, we we've talked about Undertaker um, in probably 75 uh, percent of the scenarios that we cover on this show. We've talked we talk about Undertaker. But 2006, he's going to be a great veteran to have on my roster. Um, yeah, you can I can lift him up and be a champion, or he can put over some of my heels because he loses nothing by losing. But you can also put him up there as your champion if you ha if you need him to be or in the main events. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, it was a no brainer to have Undertaker on my roster. That's when he was doing the American Badass gimmick too, wasn't it? No, he did Ameri he did the American Badass gimmick in in um, the earlier two thousands. By two thousand six, he's back to Dead Man at WrestleMania that year. He, he wrestled Mark Henry. Gotcha. So no. But um, yeah, like I said, I, I I didn't we didn't need to elaborate on him a lot, but he's definitely somebody that I 
want to have in my roster in 06. Well, you want to have him in your locker room, too, because he'll keep shit straight back there for That's you. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Uh, the next baby face on my roster is one of my faves of all time, and I'm just going to put him on the roster just because I think he's that good. He's going to have great matches. He's going to be a great baby face. Um, I could even make him somebody's buddy or whatever. It's Ron Killings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got to have our truth He's another guy, too, that I said, like, you could flip him if you needed to because, like, he's better. He, he's more, I don't want to say even more entertaining, but he's great as a baby face because he's a live crowd guy. Like, he's a house show wrestler. Yeah. But his heel work is just as good as his baby face work. You know what I mean? It's just a different mm-hmm. animal. But, yeah, he's he's the guy that, like I said, he, he he's your house show wrestler. Like, if you don't have, he's going to have fun. He's going to get people off their asses, have them open your show. And if he loses, he loses. If he wins, he wins. That's why his career is so fucking long in the WWE and the WWE. Plus, everybody likes him. You know what I mean? Yeah. That company probably pissed if they were like, oh, we got, we, we, we shit can Ron. They'd be like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) You did. Anybody. <laughs> he's comedic gold like when i went to that house show down there in uh tallahassee they had omos uh answer his open challenge and he was telling omos that uh he was his dad and he tried to introduce him to his brother little jimmy <laughs> hilarious <laughs> whole the uh, whole freaking arena is just dying laughing you can't not have you know somebody of that caliber and not use them mm-hmm. i know we're talking about like trying to look at it with 2006 eyes or whatever but some of these guys are still going so it's kind of hard not to like talk about them now you know but through that whole like shitty vince mcmahon humor or whatever um the funniest thing um to me was when when he would just um interject himself in shit that had nothing to do with him. Yeah. Like that, that, that shit, I was like, that's funny. You know? Um, pop there. Well, <laughs> who who else has ever uh, made Brock Lesnar break? Right. You know, he fucking made Brock Lesnar laugh on camera. Um, <laughs> that's that's hard to find. Easy for Ron to do, but hard for anybody else to do. Uh, my next baby face is going to be obviously he's going to play a um, uh, I don't want to use the word not underneath like he's underneath but um, he's going to be a sympathetic baby face a lot of the time but he's also going to have the ability to have some really great matches with some of the heels on the roster and it's Jamie Noble great talent Tiger Mask <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm definitely going to have Jamie Noble on my roster. Um, you know, at some point, he's – what am I going to say? He's never going to have a bad match. Um, he's he's a super pro. As I bring in younger people, he can be a great trainer. Yeah, you along know, the line, be, you can even heel turn him. Yeah, yeah. The upside for Jamie – I mean, un- unfortunately, at this point – if I'm thinking about it, like Aaron said, in 2006 eyes, and I've, I've drafted this roster for 2006, I don't know by the end of the year that he's going to have to retire, but <laughs> I'm going to get at least that one good year out of Jamie Noble on my roster. 
Yeah, like you can have them, you have them do the whole white meat baby face gimmick, and then turn them into you know a southern speaking. But heel. I guess I'm wrong. I guess I'm wrong. He didn't have to retire. It was he was a couple of years after that, wasn't he? When did he retire? Because he did the shit with Sheamus. When was that? Two thousand nine. I'd have to look it up, but you could still get yours out of Jamie. And I don't know I don't, why I thought I don't know why I thought he had to retire in 06. And I don't think Jamie had to retire. I think Jamie decided to retire. No. December eleventh, twenty twenty two. Well, yeah, he just had his last match. But he like he stopped. I think it was just he just decided he didn't they, want to work anymore. Okay. I don't know why I thought maybe I was thinking of somebody else. Uh that was uh, that was uh November tenth, two thousand nine. Okay, yeah, 2009. Because I know he did the deal with Sheamus. I that 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 came into my head. That was like his last deal that he did. But um, anyway, Jamie Noble's on my roster. Um, next babyface, 2006, Rob Van Dam. One of a kind. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's kind of like what you said about um, um, uh, AJ. Like if you can book the guy, why wouldn't you? You'd be dumb if you didn't. Right. Right. And, and then it's it's like you you got already possibilities with him and AJ or him and Ray like tear the fucking house down matches. And when I go down and my heels, when I go down my heels, when I go down through my heels, you're gonna think of a I I have a couple of guys on here that I'm like, yep, Rob Van Dam right there. We're gonna get married. These two guys are getting married for a while. Um. Then my last singles baby face on my roster is a personal favorite, a guy that I thought I wish he would have got a, a shot to make it on a bigger stage. I know at the time TNA was big, but you'll know what I'm saying after I say his name. My last baby face, Elix Skipper. Yeah. Who? Elix, Elix Skipper is. How do you know who Elix Skipper is? Primetime Elix Skipper? Y'all don't know who built this house. Primetime did. Primetime. <laughs> but Elix Skipper was a dynamic professional wrestler. Oh, he was. And um I Oh, he was in WCW also. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that dude was great. And I it, this is the first guy where I'm like, I'd have him on the other side. You know? Like mm-hmm. I think he was, I, I, he was a better, ba- like a better heel, like a shit little shit talker, you know. But fucking impressive as hell. Um, I know it's like, it's kind of like the um, fully going off of the cage, or the um, um, like Raven getting hit with like the chair when he's in the, when the crucifix thing, or mm-hmm. even, even um, Brian Lee getting knocked off the scaffold through all the tables. It's like overplayed like clips, but that fucking where he fucking run like tight ropes Runs that the, cage yeah. and hits that fucking Huda Connor honor or whatever off. That's fucking insane. Uh, Mark, I don't know if you ever saw that in TNA, but you gotta look that fucking spot up. Like you could probably just YouTube Elix Skipper Cage spot and see it. And you're like, that guy, that should have fucking ended horribly. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no nobody should be able to do that. And it, it was fucking nuts. And I don't know why that guy 
didn't have a longer career or a bigger career, and I don't know why he never made it to the WWE. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't, understand. I don't know At if he didn't want to or if he just whatever, but I never, like, I've never heard anybody go, oh, Elix Skipper was a pain in the ass in WCW. You know what I mean? Like some of the right. younger guys hear about like those, they didn't like some of those filthy animal guys, not filthy animals, the uh, other guys. The fucking Newbury? <laughs> no. No, um, um, damn it. Like Arrow and, po- and Yeah, Jindrak and, yeah, and Palumbo. Those guys in the locker room didn't like those guys because they natural, got... Natural born thrillers. Yeah, they had big heads because they got in there quick, you know, but you never hear that about Elix. And I just think, like you said, that dude didn't get a good... He didn't get a good break in that business. Mm-hmm. At one point, didn't they uh, pair him with Lance Storm and? Uh, yeah, he was Axel? part of team. He was part of Team Canada. Yeah, yeah. Right. like he had a good, he had a good little run in WCW, and they treated him and, right in WCW. And, and he also, he also, uh, he also had a. He was in a tag team with Chris Daniels in TNA. Yeah, it was like him and Loki and Daniels. They were Triple X, and, and mm-hmm. it, like I said, solid great little wrestler and i just don't think i don't understand why he never i don't think he ever worked for the wwe not even i don't believe so just i don't even think he got i don't even think he got bought up well now we will start my heel roster here for my 2006 wrestling promotion and of course my top heel it's 2006 my top heel is triple h uh Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, Shelton Benjamin. Imagine 2006 Triple H versus 2006 AJ Styles. Sheesh. <laughs> you could even pit him with Van Damme. Because people can say what they want. People, and, and they, they actually have changed their tune a lot now. As time Again, time is a weird thing. I, if anybody that lived at the time or was a big wrestling fan, what is this, 17 years ago, when in 2006, we went through that whole period where everybody, it was all Hunter's only the top guy because he's Vince's son-in-law and blah, blah. Fucking, first of all, bullshit. Second of all, I dare you, I dare you, probably other than... Sh- I dare you to tell me a guy in the year 2005, 2006 in professional wrestling that you could say, okay, yeah, that's the guy. That's the guy in the business. And I'm not saying he was my favorite guy. I'm not saying some of these guys probably weren't in some ways left or right better than him. But overall, as a performer, when he was the top guy, he really was the top guy. And he was. And the re and, Part of it is work, you know, and he um, wanted it. You know what I mean? It was drive. I, and I hate the fact that people think, oh, he just got with Steph because he wanted to, like, enhance his career or this and anything. No. But also, he was a guy that was um, sure enough of himself to be like my my character wouldn't do that, or mm. I'm I'm not gonna do that, or you know what I mean, or I'm not putting that fucking guy over. Are you serious? Right. You know, it's <laughs> like like when Steiner showed like it was before it was before he showed up in what oh two oh two, yeah, 
like Steiner shows up and Triple H fucking like leading up to that and fucking super balled all over for that guy. And they had that one fucking match and it was shit. You know what I mean? And it's like, well, we still got to get this second one out of it. But it's like, no, I'm not fucking doing that again for this fucking <laughs> motherfucker. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's just. And also, at the end of the day, people be like, oh, well, he just put they just put him over this guy or they just put him over that guy. It's like, well, he is also instructed to go out there and beat that guy. You know what I mean? Right. So he was doing his fucking job, and he was doing his job at a better level than a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I, and I, and like you said, now people look at it differently now, looking back on it. But he was fucking entertaining, and he was at a point. He was at one point. He was the best fucking heel in wrestling. Right. And and like he, I think that's a good choice also because he could be ambidextrous. Like at this time with Hunter, he could do something comical and make you love him, mm-hmm. and then he could take out the sledgehammer and get cerebral, and yeah. you want to boo him. So I mean, my next heel on my roster, two thousand six. To me, at this point, he's he was pretty much, I'll say, peak Samoa Joe. Great choice. 2006, I think, is, is when he was at his peak. Not saying again before that he wasn't good or after that he wasn't great. But uh, 2006, Samoa Joe, obviously he's going to, I mean, AJ, we've seen that. Right. But, you know, how about a heel Samoa Joe against Shawn Michaels in 2006, you know? Or uh, a, a heel Samoa Joe and the Undertaker in 2006, you know, actually, Undertaker's, well, Undertaker's kind of got the striking thing going on, you know. I actually, by that point. About, I actually thought about John, like, yeah, Joe and Cena, you could play up their history. Yeah, yeah you know, and they they came through the training together and everything. Well, I mean, he had good matches with AJ and all. You could even put him up against Elite Skipper. Mm-hmm. So, so, I mean, you and Rob Van Dam. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, obviously the, the matchups that we just came up with, I got a good pull there for Samoa Joe. Yes. My next heel, because I am going to use him as a heel because I always preferred him as a heel. He's going to be as pompous as he could possibly be, and it's CM Punk. It's the straight edge CM Punk, as pompous as he can possibly be. All the time because that's my favorite CM Punk. It's not at my press conference. <laughs> yeah, hey, he's not allowed to be at the he's not allowed to be at the presser. But yeah, I just I don't know. I just I, I mean, I I the first thing when I was writing this down was like, ooh, CM Punk and RVD, yeah. ah, pompous CM Punk and RVD. Imagine the weed jokes you could get out of that one. Oh, and yeah, then especially the, when you're being the straight great, edge, too. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And then the great <laughs> matches they would have against each other. Um, but, yeah, I'm definitely going to pull Punk uh, for my roster in 06. That's a good choice. Yeah, like, he's supposed to have a confrontation with Rob Van Dam, but he doesn't make it to the arena. And he's like, oh, well, are you driving in with Sabu? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, Sam Punk is a good choice, and he is better as a heel because because he's, he's a heel, an asshole. 
Like, he's an see, asshole. Bill yeah. Brooks is an asshole. Like, don't. I'm, I, and I and and I'm not saying it as a negative thing. I'm saying like he's a prick, and and he's a prick because he's honest. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and I'm not even saying that as a negative thing because there's people that think I'm a prick, but I'm an honest guy, and I'm going to tell you what I think. And you think I'm a prick because I was honest? Well, if it kind of if it kind of cut you to the bone a little bit, the truth hurts. Like, <laughs> so stop being that way. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like stop doing that. If I look at you and be like, "You mouth breathing motherfucker," like close your face, and then you're like, "Oh, it hurts." Be like, "Well, stop mouth breathing." You smell like onion breathe. powder. <laughs> so yeah, he he's a much better heel, and. He's also the guy that just let him be a heel, and if they cheer him, like just, just like, don't change him. Yeah. yeah, don't change him. Don't, don't flip him. Don't be like, oh, he's a good guy now. Like, just leave him there. Yeah, like you're not gonna have him run in and save AJ Styles or anything. <laughs> yeah, and, and and you can leave him there. And if you want him to have a confrontation with with like, if you're like, oh man, I'd really like to see Punk fight Joe. You know, you don't have to turn punk to have him fight mm-hmm. Joe. You can just have right. him fight Joe because he's a prick and he doesn't want to hang out with anybody in the locker room. He's a tattooed he's a tattooed white bad news brown. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> the next heel on my roster, two thousand six, is Randy Orton. Another guy that I have always preferred more as a heel. Um, especially in his younger days. Yeah, in his younger days, yeah. Now it, it, it's it's fucking Randy Orton. You know, I know we're right. talking about younger days, but yeah. now it's like he's, oh, yeah. he's it's 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 Randy. He's he's huh man. This this just tells me how old I am or how old I'm getting when I watched his rookie year and you just said Aaron. Now it's just Randy Orton. It's because the man's a legend now. Yeah, you know? um, and I. We've, and it's just crazy now that I'm thinking of that. It's just so crazy to think of the fact that that you just we we have John Cena, Randy Orton, Brock Lesnar. We have watched the entire careers from their rookie year of fucking legends. <laughs> it's just yeah. insane. Well, I mean, I'm not but 32, and I've done that. So I mean, and it's it's um, that group is also, and we're not talking about this guy, but that's the. That's the see you later of Jim Ross as like a yeah. talent relations guy. And it's like, has there ever been a better crop of guys in like 2002 that came into that company since then? No, no. And, um, but talking about Randy in 06, what was Randy doing? Was he doing six? Oh, oh, no, not yet. Oh, six. Randy is, uh, is he RKO? Eddie, Eddie oh. down there in hell, Randy Orton. Yeah, so it's it's po it's kind of post RKO. No, we're past we're past everything with Foley. We're past yeah. everything with Undertaker. 06 is when he kind of becomes he kind of becomes it. It's you're starting to get into that. It's not well actually. RK art rated RKO starts up in 06. Um, so yeah, you're getting to that point where it's starting to become the, the Randy Orton, John Cena era yeah. of wrestling. Yeah. 
Yeah, so he's still a prick too. Yeah, That'd be fun <laughs> having CM Punk and Randy Orton, but Randy Orton have a prick off. Like I don't care what you guys say, just go out there and say whatever you want to say to each other. Do what we get out of it. I thought, you know what, Randy? I always thought your dad kind of sucked. Yeah, dad <laughs> fucking sucks. Well, at least my dad had money and wasn't a drunk that abandoned. Yeah, yeah be good stuff. <laughs> my dad's still alive. Yeah, <laughs> Phil. I don't know if Phil Brooks' dad's dead or not. So I don't want to say that. <laughs> my next heel is my United. He's going to be my United States champion. He's um, like, hey, why don't you go have another Pepsi, you pussy? <laughs> <laughs> my next heel, like I said, he's going to be my U.S. champ. And I really like him at this time. It's Kurt Angle. Um, I really enjoy the the angry bulldog mouth guard Kurt Angle. You know, come, yeah. come on. You know, I, I just I that's that's I love it. I love that version of Kurt Angle. Not yeah. that I don't. You know, the, the other stuff. The other stuff's great. You know, comedic Kurt Angle's great. Or. or Straight up wrestler, but just that mean bulldog fighter Kurt Angle. I, I love that. that yeah, and potentially me. you could later on form a tag team with him and Benjamin, turn Benjamin yeah. and and throw yeah. them back together. <coughs> yeah, yeah no, and the, 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 the how? Oh, go ahead. Aaron. Sorry, I'm saying that he's another guy that I I, I say it a lot about some not, not a lot, but he's a guy that you can say there's no hole in his fucking game, like. Mm-hmm nothing like you uh, i've never seen i there's not a lot of guys you can say this about but i've never seen kurt angle have a bad fucking match whether it was whether it was an hour or whether it was fucking five minutes on a raw i've never seen the guy have a bad fucking match and he only what hurt one guy his entire career that i know of Mm. he broke bob's arm and um he said that was funny because Everybody, nobody take his nobody take his moonsault because he was a kid and they didn't understand it and they, they didn't want him doing it. And then Bob was finally the first guy to like let him let him hit it. And Bob was like, first time somebody let you hit it, you broke my fucking arm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and kind of what I would envision. This is why I want him to be my U.S. champion. What I would kind of envision with him at this time is, you know, he he has he has he has a thing where he lays waste to Jamie Noble. And then maybe he, goes, maybe he goes into a program with Rey Mysterio, but he beats Rey Mysterio. And then I have him have a feud with Shelton Benjamin. And, and at the end of the day, he comes out on top on Shelton Benjamin. But then I take, like, I'm just using as an example, though. Then randomly he has a match with Elix Skipper, and Elix Skipper's the guy that beats him for the title, like out of nowhere or whatever, you know, because then Angle flips out. and I just, there's so much potential you know, with this roster with Kurt Angle at that time. Yeah, or you could just have them go after those smaller guys like that and then eventually lead up to a feud with The Undertaker. Mm-hmm. Like, you want to yeah. pick on the little guys? <laughs> the You'd guys also, with, with the gimmick that he's running, do it this way. Like, he's he's United. you said he was the United States champion, right? Mm-hmm. It should be, or it shouldn't be, but you could do, I'm the United States heavyweight champion. I'm what we should be as a country, but all of you people are soft. Y'all just want <laughs> everything handed to you. You, you. you know what I mean? Like, like you're all weak. 
you need to be like me. You need to be more aggressive and, and shit. Like, I don't know if that makes sense or if that yeah. sounds fun or whatever, but it's like, I think that would be kind of a cool thing to do with it too. My next heel, William Regal. Can't go wrong there. Mm-mm. Solid performer. Even a decent promo. Like, I don't know why, but have him hang out with Kurt Angle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that is. Like, well, with that way you were just saying to package him, I mean, that could work. You have smug, regal, you know, kind of like he was with the blue blood shit. Well, then they're, they're just shooting on motherfuckers. Yeah. You know, <laughs> just breaking ankles and breaking arms. and Yeah. The, but no, uh, there, 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 there's no. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was gonna say Regal. Um, he's got a couple years left, right? Yeah. Um, he's still he's still in shape. He's still um on top of his game. Like he was never not on his game, even when he was fucking three hundred pounds. He was still fantastic. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have any justification for Regal being on my roster other than he's William Regal, and I love William Regal. <laughs> like, no, it's like that's fucking William Regal. Bring him in. Like he, he's great. Like he's an all faceted talent, and he's a guy that he he's a player coach on your roster too. Like, mm-hmm. not only are you going to be my, like, middle of the card heel, but I also want you putting these get matches together for these guys. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. He's a player coach, and you need one of those in your locker room. My next heel is going to have – he's going to have a lot of – he's going to have a lot of great matchups on the other side. He's going to have potential matchups with The Undertaker, um, of course, with John Cena. Um some big guy, little guy stuff with maybe Rey Mysterio, AJ. And then, of course, he could be a potential challenger for my world champion, Shawn Michaels. And it is the not-talked-about-enough Umaga. Yes. And um, I, full disclosure, everything, Umaga is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. And I'm not even saying that because he, like, you know, like, you know, sometimes when somebody dies or whatever, they're like, oh, he was fantastic. I'm not even saying it because of that. I'm saying, like, that is one of my, he's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. And he's, he's, he was a big motherfucker that could go. And I honestly, until Roman showed up, I think he was the best Samoan out of all of them. I really do feel that way. Yeah. Like, and I'm putting, and I'm, and I'm putting that over rock. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking like, you know, entertainer wise, I'm right. talking like bell in to bell ring. in the ring. I don't think there was anybody better than him until Roman showed up. And the reason and he's the reason, unfortunately, the reason he's not talked about that much is because of how he left right world. But I think if that wouldn't happen to that guy, it would have been a totally different, totally different thing. Uh, at this time, he's got Estrada with him and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like that, I really like that gimmick. So you would you would be having to manage by Estrada or no? Yeah, I could. Yeah, yeah. Um, or I could just have Regal introduce him. You manga. 
New but, manga. Yeah. Um, yeah. You could possibly I, bring in uh the guy that was Rosie and re- reboot the three minute warning. Wow. Have Abu Maga debut this way. William Regal, like this is gonna be like throwback to like the eighties. William Regal, real William Regal went to a, went to a Polynesian island, and he found Umaga bathing naked under a naked, naked <laughs> under a waterfall. fucking waterfall, kind of like how they found Girl of Monsoon, which is disgusting. <laughs> so they found him, and, and Regal, Regal, like. Like, like got him with one of the things and like knocked him out. Got him yeah, like, Kamala with him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like got him with like the dart. Got him into a cage. Brought him over. Now he's get. William Regal's like I'm gonna debut. I'm gonna debut my my monster. And he goes to like they bring in the cage and all this. You know, it's backstage and kind of see the cage off in the distance. And Regal's like I'm gonna I'm gonna introduce you to my Samoan monster. And he goes to like, like open up the cage, and the lock is broken, and Umaga is loose. <laughs> he's like, oh no, Umaga! Umaga! <laughs> yeah, and now um, Umaga is just loose, <laughs> wild in your company. And then you could even have like old school Alfred Hayes segments to where there he's in different areas of the arena looking for him. We're yeah, still looking, on the hunt we for Umaga. For the, we are looking for the U- elusive Umaga. Yeah, see, at least if you manga, and you just see like noble laid out <laughs> crew people. Um, the next heel on my roster, and Aaron, Aaron, Aaron was around me back in the day, back at this time, so he can attest to this because I was, I was, and am a huge mark for this guy. I want him on my roster. He's a great wrestler, totally underutilized, and it's Paul Burchill. Yeah, yeah. Um. I was a, I I wasn't am a huge Paul Burchill mark. I don't know what happened with him, where what went wrong, because um, that guy was a fucking he's he was a machine. He was so good. Are we strapping him with the uh, Johnny Depp Pirates of the Caribbean gimmick? <laughs> no, okay, no. Good. he's gonna be serious. He's gonna be serious, Paul Burchill. Good, good, but um. What a fantastic wrestler and a personality. Like, I don't know. I, like I said, I don't know. I don't know the story. I don't know what went wrong with the guy, but um, I would definitely have him on my roster in 06. Well, yeah. it didn't hurt that they tried to make him a, or didn't help that they tried to make him a sister fucker. That's true. <laughs> true. Vince put, yeah, Vince put him with like that incest angle. That was before the pirate, though, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, it got over yeah. in Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> Like once you put once you put that on somebody and then make them a pirate, what are you? It's just not gonna work. And and Paul, like, I thought it was his coolest thing was when he did that Ripper gimmick, like he had the yep. mask or whatever, mm-hmm. wore the mask to the ring, they take the mask off or whatever. That was cool, and it wasn't unentertaining as the pirate, but it's like that's never gonna work, right? There's never been a wrestling pirate that got fucking over. You know what I mean? Right. I just that was, ba- that was basically a parody gimmick. Yeah. So I just I agree with you, and I think the guy was really good. And when I when I'm thinking of your roster and I'm looking at it, and I said, you know, hey, Regal with Angle, Angle. maybe even have Virtual with them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, yep. 
Um, the next guy I'm put I'm putting on my roster just because I want him on my roster because he's another one of my favorites of all time. And at this time, I mean, no matter what, whether whether he's whether he's out of shape, not too great in the ring or whatever, I don't care. I still want him on my roster. I still want him around. It's Raven. Good, good choice. So, so he's like your Dick Murdoch. Yeah, something like that. He's just <laughs> all I know is I have never watched Raven and not been entertained. Raven yeah. is one of the most entertaining motherfuckers in pro wrestling history. Are we giving them a flock? Maybe eventually. Maybe eventually. But no, I mean he just even if even if even if he even if he doesn't wrestle a lot and I put him in the booth or I put him as like somebody's second yeah. or something, I want Raven on my roster. Doing and when something. I said the when I said the Murdoch thing, it was like I wasn't I trying to compare him to Dick Murdoch, but I'm just like it's like when they brought Murdoch in in '96 and just had him on the road. There's yeah. this Jim Ross. Like, yeah, let's get break. Let's bring Murdoch in. He's fun to have around. <laughs> yeah. And, um, not getting too far into your head of your roster, but did you do what I did and have like decide who your booker is or any of that stuff? Yeah, Raven's my booker. That's what I was gonna ask. Like, <laughs> have Raven be your booker. <laughs> That's your guy right there. Like, um, that dude, he's so fucking smart. Like, so fucking smart. Not even just in wrestling, but if you, like, listen to the guy talk. Oh, yeah. That's what he's not, a, he's an intelligent is. human being. And, he's an intelligent human being. And he knows what the fuck's going on. I know he likes his drugs and shit, but he's mm-hmm. fucking smart. And, it, like I said, if he wasn't your booker, I'd be like, eh, I don't know. The show's going to fail. <laughs> <laughs> Also, like he's one of the guys that mastered the art of taking the DDT and not ruining it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like it, a lot of people slaughter it, like where it mm-hmm. just like doesn't look devastating at all. I mean, he used it as a finish and it worked. He's also yeah. the master of less is more. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Like I love when he talks about wrestling hack, wrestling Sabu or Sandman. He's like, Oh, I love wrestling Sandman. He's like, Sandman falls off some shit, then he falls off some shit, then he takes a bigger bump, then he falls off some shit, and then I DDT him and I win. Like <laughs> last but not least, my last baby face, and we don't have to talk about him too much because we talked about him actually on the last, last show. Last deal. Said baby face. I mean, heel. Oh, my last heel. I'm sorry. We talked about him on la- on the last show because of Mark's roster. Um, Monty Brown, yes, is going to be on my roster. So, again, like I said, we elaborated on him on on Mark's roster, but Monty Brown, another one of those guys from that era that is just, um, God, he was so good, and I wish he would have had a longer career. You could strap him with Jacqueline. <laughs> <laughs> put him in a little side, uh, a little female manager beside him. I think it would be cool to throw Monty Brown up against Undertaker. Yeah, that would be interesting. <laughs> I'd watch yeah. that. Yeah. Like he's all he's all cocky and shit and everything and 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 all that. He's just going through people and then he comes up against Undertaker and it's like, oh, I don't know yeah. if the pounce is gonna work, man. Then then he does the <laughs> whole big eyed shot right, deer yeah. and headlights. <laughs> <laughs> An Undertaker Monty Brown casket match would be 
He pounced like, right into the casket. That's what I was gonna say. I thought about him doing for the pounce <laughs> and taking this <laughs> and he hit and then it shuts and it's over. <laughs> and now we'll go on to my tag teams in my 2006 roster. First team that I've picked. They are technically singles wrestlers, but in 2006 they were a tag team, so I can use them either way. <laughs> Carlito and Chris Masters. They were, a fun tag team. they were a fun tag team. Because they Carlito had Chris Masters around because he's big. And usually usually the the smaller smug heel doesn't outwardly acknowledge and tell the big heel that he thinks he's stupid. But Carlito would just blatantly tell him that he was stupid. Why? Yeah, why are you so stupid? Why are you so stupid? <laughs> like, like when they locked Big Show or, or when they locked Kane in that fucking room and Big Show was trying to get, like, move the forklift. Like, that's one of my favorite things. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. It's one of my favorite things ever because, like, he's trying to move the forklift, trying to move the forklift. And then Kane comes around, taps Big Show on the shoulder, and Big Show's like, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> There was a back door, and then Carlito looks at him and is like, are you fucking stupid? <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favorite yeah. segments in the history of wrestling. You didn't look for a door, another you door? For a back door? <laughs> it's one of my favorite things ever. But yeah, they're, I think they're a great heel team um, to have on the roster. And uh, again, I can they can they can be any any tag team can be turned into singles wrestlers. But you know what I'm saying? They're they're also their own entity, so I could use them as singles wrestlers. Right. But I would and, use them in my in my tag team division. And Chris Masters, I was always kind of a fan of the guy, but he started as a as like a puppy with big paws, you know, and was not really that great when he first started but you watch that guy now and you're like jesus christ he's the guy that i like kind of like talking about either skipper not that obviously he did make it to the wwf but Mm -hmm. i don't understand why he's not there now right you know what i mean like he's i I just don't understand why he's not there or and i i had him on i had him on my roster too also and uh like you could if you got any underdog tag teams you could definitely do like something. Have have masters have one in the master lock, and Carlito go to spit the apple at him. Your underdog rolls out the way, boom! He's in. They, right. Then they implode. My next tag team. <laughs> I'm just. That's a great thing too. Like like okay, now they implode. You know, like he spat the apple and accidentally hit him. Masters gets mad because you've been calling me a fucking dolt for like <laughs> months. And now you just spit apple in my face. And then the next week they go to have a confrontation. Carlito takes the apple. Fucking Masters grabs the apple and just smashes it with his hand. <laughs> he just crushes the fucking apple right in front of him. Carlito be like, that's not cool. That's not cool. <laughs> Go on, go on down to the back. That's not cool. And then he just beats the shit out of him. That'd be fucking great. It's a multifaceted talent for one tag team. <laughs> Next tag team on my roster. <laughs> Sorry, I thought of even something better than him saying that's not cool. Like, 
Masters grabs the apple and smashes it, and then Carlito's just like, "That's not good." <laughs> <laughs> or he could be, or he could be like, "That's cool." <laughs> nice thing, like that's not good. Like that's, that, not that's good. how he knows he's turning. It's kind of like when Batista was like, "Yeah, yeah with the yeah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> my next tag team is Crime Time. Good, oh, good yeah. choice. Pop a forty and check your oily. <laughs> <laughs> what an those awesome are, team! Those are great, yeah. and they're they're um kind of like what I said about our truth. Um, they're they're a, they're how they were house they were a house show package. Like a, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like they still worked on TV and and everything like that, but they were a they were two guys that were going to get people up off their asses and they were entertaining the fucking music hit. Everything about them was good. They um, counteracted each other. Great. You know what I mean? With Shad being big and JT uh, fucking great. Like JTG is one of the, he, he was fantastic. I shouldn't say was, he still works, but he's fantastic in the ring. Um, They're a great tag team. I don't know why they didn't get higher than they were, but they were just fantastic. Yeah, just like the energy. As soon as that music hit with that little introduction, yo, 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 yo. yo, 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 yo. <laughs> it was it was just you were into it. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't never like, oh my god, this is spectacular. Even the little ghetto ass uh backstage segments that they had on them was fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. So. And ultimately, I would WWE didn't do it right, but I would have done the same thing they did eventually. I would have turned Shad heel because Shad could be a monster heel too. WWE didn't do it right. I don't know how they screwed it up because they're really usually good. They're usually really good building monsters, but they just didn't do it right with Shad for some reason. Um, But... I mean, even the flip side, though, you could even turn JTG heel. He could be a little shitty heel against a bigger, you know, baby face shed. Either way, it could go either way. But eventually, yes, they're going to break up and be single stars, too. But um, And then you have him up against Elix. Right. The next team. Sorry. I was going to say to me, I looked at it the other way. Like, I don't think those guys should have ever broke up. Right. Like, I look at it like. It's like this is my boy, you know what I mean? Like this is my like to me, they seem like guys that would just always be friends, and kind of like the street profits now. Yeah, like if those guys broke, I'd be like, I don't believe that, or you, you know what I mean, or like Ricky. Or I just, Rick, I just look Rob. at, it, I just look at it as the fate of uh, almost every tag team eventually breaks up. I said almost because you mentioned Ricky and Rock. Well, even they did break them up, even though it was awful. But anyway, about that. the next tag team on my <laughs> roster, and they are going to be my initial tag team champions, is America's Most Wanted. Good choice. Um, two guys that I... I don't want to put this. I really enjoy James Storm. 
but I don't think he was ever any better than when he was in that tag team. And again, I'm not saying I don't like him. I think he was. Okay. And and again, it's all subjective. That's fine. I just, I, my favorite James Storm is when he was in that tag team. My favorite James Storm. And and, and I, and I'm a, Nate, you know this. I'm a James Storm fan. Like when I thought he was coming to the WWF and he did like for WWE and he did like that cup of coffee in NXT, I was like, fucking hey, this is going to be great. You know, and then he just didn't want to do it. And I think it's, I think they gave him too many dates. I think that's what it was. Or they wanted to move to Florida. Something like that. It was, it was something that was going to impact his time with his, with his fam. And he was just like, no. You know what I mean? Like, like I can make an, I, Basically, how I understood he explained it was I can make just about as much or more than what they were offering me doing indies and not have to fucking uproot my family and not spend time with them than if I right. went to NXT, which it makes fucking sense. If you can do that, do it. You know what I mean? But, and I know it's a different, it might not be a different time. I'm not going to try to do timetable, but to me, beer money is a better tag team than America's most wanted. I think, I think him and rude together was a much better team. And I'm not even saying that, that America's most wanted wasn't bad in 2006. Yes. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Obviously sign those guys up. The beer money was a much better team. In my opinion. Yeah. Like it's, as fucking, far... Robert, it's fucking Robert rude. Like, <laughs> You know what I mean? You're not gonna. There's not a lot of better fucking wrestlers on the fucking planet than fucking Robert Roode. But that's just what I think. Mark, Mark. Well, I mean, Harris was good. Um, I, I have to agree with Aaron on that one though. Like, uh, beer money to me is the better. But I mean, I can see why you picked them. There's there's no question that as far as in-ring talent, those are going to be, you know, draws for your house because they know they're going to see one hell of a match. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, like I'm not saying that in 2006 I wouldn't pick them because right. You, right. Got, you don't have beer money in 2006. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, but, and it, it always sucks when you ain't got beer money. <laughs> I, I had beer money in 2006. I made sure that shit. But, yeah, they, that – that's the only thing I was saying, Nate, was when you were talking about James Storm, that's the only thing I was saying was that I didn't agree with the fact that he wasn't any better than I think he was better when he was beer money. And mm-hmm. it's because he was he was a better performer at that time. And that's just because he got older. Right. Well, I really enjoy Cowboy James Storm. I don't mind. I, I'm not, I've never not liked him. I liked him. I've been watching TNA now. I went, I was like, because I was like, I got Impact Plus. I'll start watching TNA. He's one of the more entertaining things on TNA right at the beginning of it. Right. And him and Wildcat. Um, and it's, uh, it, it's four years after this, but in 2002, him and uh, James Storm and and Chris Harris are having like fantastic matches with Brian Lee and and Wolfie D. Like it's all good shit. And I'm not knocking that team. I'm just like I said. I was just saying that I like Beer Money better. <laughs> oh, and I understand. I no, that's that's great. 
And I, I just, um, like I said, at this time, like you said, Aaron, at this time in this in this time frame, I don't know. It's just you. You look at the tag teams around the world, and they were these those two guys were probably one of the top three tag teams on the planet. They were, and in a couple of years, Chris Harris is going to really let you down. Yeah, no shit, <laughs> man. What was the name they gave him in WWE? Does anybody even remember? I think it was Braden Walker, wasn't it? Braden Walker, yes. And that wasn't it, his name. Wasn't the fucking reason it didn't work? No, no. He fat. It's like, what are you? <laughs> what happened to you? You look like a melted like, candle. I was about to say, you look like a crushed milk jug. Yeah. You look like Danny DeVito played the penguin. <laughs> <laughs> but he showed up fat and out of shape, and uh, it was bad. Well, my next tag team, the second to last Who tag was team. Who totally settle down, Wildcat? Who was that on ECW that said that? I can't remember. Uh, I don't remember. I don't I don't remember. Know, I'm going to have to look it up. But somebody on TNA, like, he popped off, and they are like, settle down there, Wildcat. <laughs> <laughs> and you could just see in his face, and he's like, I'm done here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> He just fucking killed me. <laughs> Go ahead, sorry, Nate. My next tag team, second to last tag team. Um, they're not gonna let me down. It's the Motor City Machine Guns. Yeah, they definitely are not letting you down. <laughs> Both of them can still fucking go. And Alex Shelley is actually my f- favorite one out of the two. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, I'm not. There's there's no hole in that team at all. They're they're great, and that's not the shit on Saban because you really can't no, shit on Saban. Can't and they're they're another team that I think should have gotten more. They they should have gotten a run in the WWE, and I think they would have been great. And I'm not saying they aren't great, but I'm thinking didn't, like didn't Saban go there for a minute? They did. It was kind of like with. Um, if I remember right, it's kind of like when the when the Wolves went there, like they did like a one off or a two off in that like NXT where it wasn't on TV. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about their version yeah. of the AEW Dart. <laughs> yeah, and I just I just I just vividly remember Chris Saban being on Velocity. I don't know why, but well, yeah, that. But I mean, I mean, like they went there as like they made an appearance in that NXT arena that was in uh, Florida. I mean, it's still in Florida, but the, the, the original, campus, yeah, the campus thing was well, full sale. I think they were full sale. Um, and they're also a team. Um, not only did I put them on my roster cause they're fantastic, but they're also a team that, um, can switch face heel very easily. So, no matter whether your champions are faces or heels, the machine guns can be challengers. They can have a feud with them because they can play both roles very well. Yes. Yeah, and then then you could have like a like crime time and say America's most wanted. Have them in a feud, and then have like the machine guns come out and uh, 
look like they're facing to congratulate crime time and attack them if you want to turn them heel. Yeah, easily. Easily. <laughs> uh, my last tag team rounding out my roster for 2006, Lance Cade and Trevor Murdoch. Thank God you picked those two. <laughs> Them as a tag team, bro, was like, to, I, I enjoyed it. Oh, they were so good. They were so good. Um, Lance Cade, Aaron, you may say this is sacrilegious. You may say I'm blaspheming, but Lance Cade was had had the potential to be his generation's Barry Windham. Oh, I'm not gonna knock that. That dude oh, yeah. was like he was he was great, and um, um, there's they work fucking fantastic together, and, and they were great with like. They were great with segments too, like when they'd be in a bar or whatever. Like it just there's sometimes where in pro wrestling you see like a, a goofy segment or something and it doesn't come off natural, or it's like, ah, oh, this is a skit or whatever. Those two guys looked like WWE cameras would follow them to the bar and they they, yeah. they you know they carried themselves like they would be in that environment. And they worked well like that because guess what they were? They were best friends, you know what I mean? Like they yeah. were, they were friends, wow. and that's why they played off well. Um, sorry, I I misspoke when I said that I remembered, um, um, Motor City Machine Guns being in NXT. Alex Shelley was there, but Saban didn't. So I just didn't want to sound like I was stupid or whatever. He teamed, uh-huh. with, he teamed with Kushida or whatever as the Tide Splitters. In that Dusty Rhodes classic, that's what I remember. Because I was like, "Fucking pit, fucking tits, fucking <laughs> Alex Shelley's in the WWF," and then it didn't fucking happen. But anyway, but yeah, Caden Murdoch, Caden Murdoch versus America's Most Wanted. Book it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Um, Caden Murdoch versus the Machine Guns. Fucking oh book yeah. That shit. Um, Cade is a guy. That I think, like, I'm not gonna say like what I said about Umaga, where I put him as like one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. But I think if he would have not had the problems that he had, like his career would have been. He, I'm not saying he would have been fucking world champion or anything like that, but I think he'd be talked about a lot more than what he is or what he mm-hmm. is now, and um. I, I just don't know what happened to the guy. Like I don't know. I, I don't know what his personal. Didn't he thing. die? Oh yeah, I know he died. But I'm saying like I don't know what caused his. Like, don't know demons. what his pick. Don't know what his picadillos were. Yeah, yeah I don't know what his demons were, and I, and I don't want to talk about demons like after somebody died or whatever. But I think that dude, if it, he he, I don't want to say it like. I kind of compare would compare him to like Louis Spicoli, mm-hmm. like enough guys, like enough veterans liked that guy and saw his talent and were like, this guy could be potentially great that everybody, all these guys would have wanted to work with him. They would have wanted to put him over like, like, Sean Triple like Sean he fucking Sean trained him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Regal had hands in training him. All these guys would have worked with the guy if he wouldn't have had what he fucking had. 
and and Louie's kind of the same way. Like all you hear about all those guys, like all the older guys are like fucking Louie's great. Like Larry, Larry Zabisco puts puts this guy over. You know what I mean? And I think it's the same way with Cade. And I, he just had whatever he had wrong with him mentally, mm-hmm. and, it, and it took him out. And and it's too bad because his I. If he was alive right now, he'd probably still be in the WWE. Yeah, I think he'd be like, I think he'd be like the, I, I think he'd be like kind of like in a Sheamus role. You know what I mean? Like he's not necessarily going to be your main event guy, but he's going to be a solid performer on your roster. And if you need him to be a main event guy, he'll be a main event guy. Well, I mean, not in the sense of you know both passing, but. I would say he could he had potential to be you know this this generation's uh, Carrie Von Eric. Like he he was talented. Yeah. And and and, and Trevor still is you know he's it, still he's still out there rocking it. Even if it's a one off, you can still bring in Team Canada and put them up against some perfect pair. <laughs> well, that, ladies and gentlemen, is my roster for two thousand six. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, I when I when I get into a project like this, like I do with the Hall of Fame, I get so serious about it. Like <laughs> it took me way longer to build this roster that should have because I've been I, I I was like I want that guy. No, wait, this guy would be better in this role or blah blah blah. But um, um, I don't know if you guys saw any hole, holes in my roster there, or anybody you would have preferred, or anybody you would have taken off, but. That was my dream roster for 2006. The only thing I saw was I would have probably flipped. Um, I think I probably would have flipped Skipper and Joe. See the only thing. Okay. I don't. I mean, it could work either way. So yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, <laughs> like when I don't. I don't. I don't really. You're right though. When I think about it, I don't really have any little shit heels. Yeah. On my roster, I have Punk, but he's not a shit heel. He's just an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> you need a guy that'll run away. That's the only thing I would have done. It's hard to boo Joe. It's hard to beat a big motherfucker. It's try. It's hard to boo a big motherfucker that doesn't say nothing and just kicks the shit out of people. And also, <laughs> also, I'll, I'll, I'll volley that, sir. As Paul Heyman would say, you may have a point too, because if I have Joe on the other side, he can feud with Umaga. Yeah. Oof. And he can also be the one. <laughs> Oof. He, he's also the one guy on the roster that CM Punk will not be a prick to. <laughs> hey, I will not, I will not try to bully uh, Samoa Joe. <laughs> Like they're walking, like there could even be like a. I know we want to be done, but there's like even like a scene where they're like walking down the hallway towards each other, and Punk's just like, "Oh, (laughs) going the other way." Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Punk's like, "Oh, hey, hey, there, Umaka, hey." (laughs) But anyway, well, guys, let's flip those guys. Thank you for indulging me, and um, Mark, any parting didn't show up. Yeah, Archie Archie ghosted us. That's all right. We must be walking uphill to get here. In the snow. <laughs> I'll be here at two. That's <laughs> right in my roster. <laughs> um, parting words. Y'all can just continue to listen to us do this regularly because we enjoy bringing this to you. Um, 
I, I do got an idea now. We can uh we can book a dream card and and let it play out on uh WWE. We've done some dream cards before, and uh, that's always fun too. So, yeah, we'll definitely do that in the future. Of course, the Hall of Fame is coming up. I sent out the ballot to everybody. Uh, yeah, this work on that tonight. I think, I think just yesterday. Uh, wound up with as many nominations, people suggesting nominations that we had or that I had. Actually, wound up wound up upping the ballot from twenty to twenty five this year. So we had 25 stars on the ballot. Of course, I'm still campaigning hard for Ricky Dozon and Buddy Rogers to get in this year. So as the as the ballots come in, I'm watching. And honestly, I'm kind of watching my dreams for those two dwindle again this year. But um, I will I will make my case during the Hall of Fame episodes, especially for Ricky Dozon. But um yeah, the ballots are out there. We'll be we'll be revealing. Uh, they're due by the seventh of January. So uh, hopefully by the next time we have an episode, we will have the final class of twenty twenty two for the We Can't Wrestle Podcast Hall of Fame. Aaron, any parting words for our listeners this week? Um, just thanks for listening. Twenty twenty three is going to be a big one, um, and if for anything, support Nate and doing what he's doing and try to. Help him get this going. If you don't like me, I don't give a shit. But Nate's doing, <laughs> Nate's doing the work. I just show up. So it, it, support the podcast. Support everybody's shows. Everybody's shows are great. And um, if you listen to my show, I appreciate it. But if you don't, that's fine too. But really listen to the We Can't Wrestle podcast, the Indie Spotlight, You Smell What the Arch is Cooking. All those guys do a great job, and also um, reliving the extreme. That's that's my that's my baby. That was my idea, and I'm not patting myself on the back. I'm just saying that's my that's the one I I have the most. Um, not that this one isn't great. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't get me wrong. Do you, do you get what I'm trying to say, Nate? Better with words than me. That that's the one that I feel is my baby and it's usually about 90 minutes of nut but pure humor yes it's a great show and all of them are great but that's the one that i i want to put over the best because or the most because that's the one that i i have the one that's nearest and dearest to my heart is the reliving the extreme so listen to that and if you enjoy that humor then jump off onto these because everybody's shows are great so just listen to I it mean- it's wrestling podcast. Best kept secret is the world is the we can't wrestle podcast network. And just to put it in perspective, this week's edition of Reliving the Extremes name is Diddlefinger. So there you go. <laughs> and if you need to, if you need to know anything, just look at the title, Old Diddlefinger. But yes, um, check it out. Reliving the Extreme, of course. Like Aaron said, all the other shows here on the WrestleNet Radio Podcast Network and. Um, probably next week because next week or over the next week or so is when I'm going to be actually announcing and launching things next week. We will talk more about, um, our, our journey into more of a, a, a video space as far as YouTube and Twitch and, um, also some, something coming up with Patreon as well. And if you're listening to the show and you're part of either the reliving the extreme or WrestleNet radio podcast, Facebook groups, 
get out of them and join the We Can't Wrestle podcast Facebook group because that is going to become the WrestleNet Radio podcast group, and that will be our center, um, just putting everything, streamlining everything into one location. So that being said, thanks, guys, for joining me. Thank you, listeners, for supporting and joining us. 2023 is going to be a big year for the network, and I'm very much looking forward to it. And um, I guess um, at some point we'll do Archie's roster when he decides to show up and do the work. (laughs) When he gets out that blizzard he's stuck in right now. (laughs) (laughs) But for Archie Mitchell, for Aaron Maxson. He's like the Jeffersons. (laughs) Trying to get up that hill. (laughs) (laughs) And he also knows that beans don't burn on the grill. Yeah. Burn his beans, try to get up the hill. (laughs) We'll see you next time around, everybody. Have a great week. We'll see you next time on the We Can't Wrestle podcast.